fifteen. We are live. Is he going to try to sell us a fucking fender? Or All right, three tell us that work, uh, Chris. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not running for anything. <laughs> he's done running. Has he got a girlfriend in South America? He's, he's not, trying to he's raise not, money to. He's not running for anything. Bring up here. I haven't really met her though, but she's in Indonesia. Did you read the kickback story, Such? No. Well, if I did, I don't know it. The food aid fraud yeah. case. Yeah. Oh, you got to read this. It's on the front page of the Star Tribune today. Tiny little box right in the middle. Okay. Of course, I have the outstate version. Uh, the feeding our future people were demanding kickbacks. Well, I think we alluded to that yesterday. If you if you wanted into the game, you had to pay pay the piper. One hundred and fifty k. Yeah. And this gal who refused to give a kickback is getting. Uh, she's one of the defendants anyway. Huh. I haven't finished well, they, it. Piece. That's because they're saying the feed the whatever people are saying she did take part. Oh, yeah, this what is, is this Nyquil chicken challenge? Oh my God! You want to know it's, why we're in as much trouble as we are? Well, it, it but it's not. There's well, your link right. There's your link right there, Sushere. The Nyquil chicken challenge is completely one hundred percent linked to the fact that nobody but, showed up at that meeting yep, the other night wait, at Phelan. There's more, but wait, there's more. So much. There's more. actually nothing going on with that right now. Everything that's been online is from 2017. That somebody for some reason put it on TikTok again. Yeah, but so there's I'm, been no I'm, no cases ask, of it. What I'm asking you is, what is it? Well, it's you cook, you fry up a chicken, and you pour Nyquil over the top. Why would chicken you, breast? Why would you? Do because that? you're a freaking moron. That's why, to, Joe. To, to, yeah, to, to, I don't know why you would do that, Joe. Why would you eat uh, Tide Pods? You know, that's the exact analogy I made. Well, with those my are wife. good. I put well, those John, on tacos. You, John, you said you did it as a, a band. Or were you no, just the song. He he sent he sent a song with oh. that email. Such Nyquil Blues by Alvin Crow. Yeah. Which is from the seventies, and uh, we did that in a band I was in. Did you guys get that link I sent you this morning? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting, and then I looked it up and realized it's from last May. Well, that and the site didn't do much. Oh, that site's a right-wing conspiracy right. place. So. Welcome to Garage Logic, Joe. You you did see that he sent a, a, a link with that, right? Yeah, it was some horseshit song by the Family Boys. Or whatever <laughs> it's it a great song yeah. by Alvin Crow and the right. Pleasant Valley Boys. Again, Once we got to talk about Joe's musical voice. Yeah, he has no taste. John. Did Rick Moranis <laughs> cover that one? Did you guys see the? Story? I will. I will allege that talking music to Joe is <laughs> the same as talking music to Rookie. It's the wow. same thing. That That's, you know what? Oof. That was that hurtful? That is hurtful. <laughs> that is hurtful. That, that, so now we're even. You cut me to the quick. I think we're even. You got we're me. Even now. Okay. Yeah. No more. No, no more. Let's be nice not, for the rest I'm of the week. Wait a minute. Wait. You guys? Uh, did you guys see? know that? What? <laughs> did we see what? Did you see the uh, second game? part on the cover of the Star Tribune about a tree equity story? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. Great photos, huh? Jeez. You know, I, I'm very serious when I say this is this is insanity. This is like saying, you know, more people in Matt Groveland have red brick garden walls than people in Payne Phelan. Right. That have they have painted brick. Well, and we know that's not classy. Where where are we going with this? Well, 
when I lived in Minneapolis, the the people responsible for it was the tree department. Not to sound like Roycey, call the tree department. But they literally <laughs> have a tree department that goes around the parks planting trees, and then they plant the trees on the boulevard, and they also take the d- diseased trees down. Beyond that, it's up to the homeowners, the landowners, well, to of course tr- put a tree in the ground. So they can yeah. only blame themselves. You know, St. Paul can only blame themselves for not planting trees on the stupid boulevard or giving them away to homeowners. But if equity, well, we'll save it for the year. Save but, it. But basically, if, if equity is the key component in this, then then you have to have the homes in Highland Park also available to the homes in the in the uh, what do you Rice mean? Street area. Well, no one should that. have a home better than anyone else. Oh, right, right, right. But I don't want to live in a big mini mansion. I, I, I like my old 1917 farmhouse. <laughs> well, I don't blame you a bit. Yep, they're on Maine. Tree canopy. Oh, the jump is delicious, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Tree canopy priority areas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What has happened to the country? It's it's literally like saying cars in Highland Park are washed more frequently than cars in Rice Street neighborhood. Okay, did you see who wrote the piece? Why are we doing the show? Somebody named uh <laughs> Chloe Johnson and Zoe Jackson. Chloe. Chloe and Zoe. Covers climate and other environmental issues for the Star Tribune. She's a core member with Report for America, a program that places journalists into local newsrooms. So all she's doing here is earning her keep. Yep. And and do we really even need to react to it? Well, I guess we do have to push back. Can I have the ads, please? You, sir. You know, I have a feeling that... Tom and Giselle will have options. Joe, Joe, the caption for the front for the front pictures on the front page. Yeah, you just can't unsee it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so horrified. Like, like we're watching somebody being executed right. on on the streets right. of Hanoi. You just can't or unsee something. this. Yeah, I'll never unsee that Some execution. Some poor unclothed Vietnamese I... girl aflame. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Frat. And Gator. That's it? That's it. Wow, is that good? Now I'm going to go take a leak and we'll start the show. I have... Uh, <laughs> oh, Such, wait. Yeah. Look at look at the monitor. Yep. Last post-it. I went through another Oh, pack. you need oh, some. Oh, yes. 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 We're on the same page, man. My, my dashboard's covered in post-it notes. That means Kenny's coming to the office pretty well, soon. Well, I don't have an office. My office is wherever I am, so I need post-it notes. I've got a... Uh, I've got a nice big back stock, Chris. Okay. One of the greatest I, I, Christmas I was gifts. at the office recently. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're One of the greatest kiss, Christmas gifts I got from the little kids was a big pack of multicolored post-it notes. Yep. My, uh, my favorite are that's these the kind of post it You have such a sad existence. <laughs> I don't need a Ferrari. That <laughs> and socks. Warm socks. That's all I ask for. Note, mini notebooks. Legal pads. The I have some of those legal too. Pads is this what I have to favorites. look forward to? I have some of those, John. Yeah, it is. Huh. Look, I still have a note from Kenny on this one. Human I, composting. Oh, we forgot to do that story. Well, I still got it somewhere. And then right below it, I have NyQuil chicken. Um, save that post-it note. 
because I might have <laughs> thrown that story away. Well, I have the story. It's it's okay. on. I have a cut sheet that I keep for the show. Who do I have, Chris? It's twelve oh one. Scoon over. Scoony. And Moon Scoony. Motorsports. Scoony and Mooney. Yeah. Is Mooney uh, I E or Y? M O O. I like Y Mooney. Didn't we work with a guy named Mooney? Moon. No, 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 not Moon, but KS95. We... Oh, excuse me. Hold Good. on. Let me go to the office. Billy Idol. Money, money. Cabinet. That's a terrible song, by the way. Oh, you don't know anything about music. You John. like Billy, Billy Idol guy? John. What? Look at I got the same thing. You like White Wedding? But I prefer the nice. three M's. Oh. Well, yeah, you're right. I got post it. I'm a bit you of can't. a. Oh, you can't hear me. I'm a bit of a post it note slob, uh, snob, John. Just got ejected. <laughs> Shit. This There's guy. Mud we played the Detroit boots. Dons on Sunday. Damn it. I bet tickets will be available. Is that here? That's here, obviously. Is that the old U.S. Bank, John? Are you killing rats? What Kenny, are you what are you doing? I got mud all over my boots. Now it's all over my floor. <laughs> Finally, a job Kenny's good at. Oh, John, that was hurtful. Uh, that was. I'm sorry. I'm a very that was a pretty good shot you took at Such there, uh, Kenny. I, I'm a very good sweeper. I'm a very good sweeper. How can you be bad at sweeping? <laughs> I'm a union sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, break time. Yeah, I got to take a break. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just joking, union members. You guys built America. Uh, we don't know. It's no wonder everybody thinks you guys are all fascists except me. The design. <laughs> look at the design of the new dustpan. This ridge right here. Yeah, that's... That's, that's not something. helpful. I uh, I've always used the big cards you get in the mail. I, I like that. It uses a dustpan. My wife makes fun of me, but the card what? You know the big you get the big. Yeah, John, did you like live through the election the, uh, things? You, you lived know. through the depression, right? Yeah, I lived through the depression. Yeah, like the candidates things, Chris. The cards you don't get. You ever check your mail, Chris? Jess gets the mail. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she gets home from work before I do. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I never. You check oh, your mail. I never get the mail. Huh? You check your mail at home. Joe loves checking his mail. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> no, that's you know what? That's a good crabby coffee shop topic. Call Who me now. Who brings <laughs> in the mail? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's never me. I ne even when I oh, know geez, there's mail in there. That's I don't a highlight get of my day. CP drives mail. over. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good comes in the mail. I love getting I disagree. Wait, it's, I do you don't too. Have a I'm with Joe on this one, man. Joe, you don't have a mailbox? It comes through a slot. It falls into a bin in the garage, and when it overspills the bin, she just drives over it. She doesn't give a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first-world problem right there. It really is. <laughs> uh, what if you get a new magazine? she run that over? Yeah. Darn it. Even your Hemmings? That's too big. Why are we she, not? That wouldn't stop show. her in her tracks if she tried to run over a Hemmings. Throw her car out of alignment. Right. Like 
Sawlog. Oh, <laughs> where are we here? Where are we? Here we are. Here we are. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. I'm going to guess you're ready. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. No Matthew today? Nope. He's doing Minnesota Live. Hey, I forgot oh. to watch that show this morning. Oh, they had the Tommy B uh, interviews. I saw that last night. Oh, shoot. We're on, aren't we? I can't say what I want to say. Hey. I don't like this deal. Turn us off. Take it I don't up. care if you paid to see it. The problem with people wow. hating Tom Bernard is those people don't listen to radio to hear how radio is executed. Take away everything they say on the air and just listen to the way they do the show. And you'll realize it's brilliant. Kids that go to radio school need to listen listen to old episodes of uh, the Tommy B show to hear how it's done. How many people does he have on that show? He's got five, six people, right? They never step on each other. They're very disciplined. Well, yeah, because they're terrified of them. Well, if that's what works, yeah. you know, people, we were terrified of you at one point. Well, now we just are, don't care. You? you don't care. Yeah. Remember how respectful Chris yeah. used to be towards you? Right. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny says really hurtful things to you off the oh, air. I really did. <laughs> I do, but I started doing that before I even worked with him. Yeah, that's true. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden <laughs> Hey, do you remember the first time you met Rook? No. The key, the key to dealing with Joe is to see how his wife deals with him. Once you see yeah. how she treats him, then you know, okay, that's how you handle Such. I got a letter from a guy who's a good friend of mine. He practices the art of letter writing. Sure. I mean, he still does it. He's older than me. Yeah. And he has beautiful penmanship. Hmm. And he wrote me a note yesterday that said, I came across your wife, your daughter, and a grandchild in a restaurant, and they're all so bright and clear-eyed, and it leads me to wonder, when you're with them, do you have to sit at a separate table? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what are you, the chauffeur when you're there? I mean, oh, he, he was ripping me, ripping me. He, he I, I get that, yeah. Yeah, he was. Frataloni's hardware. Oh, by the way. Yep. Well, we'll oh. get to it. I get too much stuff. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> Threw me into a Jeez. coughing fit. Now well, take You're your okay, nitroglycerin there, fatty, and let's get going. <laughs> We're not even anymore now, you bald yeah, bastard. I'm, I'm one up. <laughs> you shiny forehead, some bitch. Okay, now we're even again. Fratelloni's. Careful. You ready? Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Wait, stop. <laughs> Here we go. Take her from the top. Have we you heard? Off. Have you heard of an aspiring country artist named Lainey Gardner? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I haven't. No. Why? She's just so Lainey. damn cute. Hmm. I don't like to even use the word cute, but I can't come up with another well, word. She's Such, just so cute. You calling anybody under 60 cute is creepy. So maybe cease and desist. I can in the terms of she could be my child. She's 22. She's say something like she's brilliant or she's a great songwriter. I guess or where her, her claim voice. to fame has started with her covering 
uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac songs. Yeah, it's really good. And she is just wonderful. Does she make the song her own, or does she, is she with her she... mannerism? She does, yes. Yeah. Been waiting for this one. How do you make that sound, John? Just listen. What sound? Beginning rings like a bell through the night, and when you love to love her. Oh, I like this. That's really good. To the sky like a bird in flight, and you will be your lover. How you love, you've never seen a woman taken by the wind. Would you stay if she promised you heaven? Will you ever win? She's like a cat in the dark. So, do you mute the strings with your left hand? You, yeah, and the pick makes that noise, and then you hit with your palm, with your right hand, not your left hand. Oh, I got you. Your right hand. Brad Aloni's hardware. Okay. What's her last name, Joe? Gardner. Gardner. Wasn't she a, she you know was who, a singing competition? You know who person, alerted me to her? John Camp. Oh. Huh. Yeah, awesome. she's great. I love her voice. She's great. And I just sent him a text back saying she's just so goddamn cute. I can't stand it. She's just cuter than a bug's ear. Oh, she's on Twitter. Apparently, she's a big social media star, oh, which I would have no knowledge of. What, John? Yeah, uh, you might want to <laughs> cease and desist with calling her cute. Just come up with something else. Well, I don't mean Costa it. Bleepin Rica. I don't mean it. Lasciviously. Lasciviously. I mean it. She's cute. She could be your daughter's daughter. Yeah. She could be your daughter's daughter. Fratelloni's. Kenny. I don't really think so, Kenny. Well, your son's daughter, though. Yeah. Actually, yes. Yeah. Fratelloni's hardware. We ready? Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 928, September 22nd, 2022, 95 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1936. It's still summer. The autumnal equinox will not occur until 8.03 p.m. tonight. So I say to myself, it's still summer. Okay. And as I mentioned, 1974 was a cool year. It was 26 degrees was the low on this day in 1974. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Terry Purbix writes, the family road trip to Colorado yesterday. We were excited to see the melted windmill, mile 208 in Iowa. But the best part was counting the cars and semi-trucks transporting a new windmill. Seven semis and, wait for it, 25 chase vehicles pushing back and going forth. Thank you. 25? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Seven divided by 25? Well, three and a half. Yeah. I want to read you an email. Uh, we're going to have a guest here shortly. His name is Dennis Dunnigan. He twice ran for Ramsey County Commissioner. He currently is not running for anything and may never again. We'll find out. 
<clears throat> but yesterday we were talking about my experiences having attended the public meeting held by the St. Paul City Council regarding the proposed 2023 city budget. And there was nobody there. And I came up with two reasons and none of you disputed me. I came up with two reasons why nobody was there. Mm -hmm. One, nobody cares. Or two, people actually think they're being well-governed. And I think we missed something. I think we missed something that can be deeply, deeply linked to the mystery on one why no one was there. And Dunnigan's email to me alerted me to this thought. Here is Dunnigan's email. Hail the flashlight king. I ran for Ramsey mm. County Commissioner three times. I never got above 40% of the boat in the district I ran in. He's out in White Bear Lake area. I survived the Garage Logic candidate grilling at the state fair and received your endorsement for my second run. My cylinder index is 22. Uh, you wonder aloud why people didn't show up at the St. Paul City Council budget hearing. People do not believe their participation will have any effect on those who represent us. They are afraid of public speaking. On the conservative side, they are afraid of being shamed and or embarrassed in public. I ran in spite of a painful fear of public speaking. In my 35 years of political involvement, I've come to believe that the three things that might make a difference are, one, get the media and press out of the complete control of the left. The press tells us every day all over the country that those who represent us in government are doing a satisfactory job. They also tell us that those who oppose the left and are dissatisfied with our government representatives are bad people. Two, get our education system out of the complete control of the left. Three, some form of term limits. The gig is too damn good and those who run for office and win either go there already corrupt or get there and get corrupted by the absolute power they are now awarded. The average person is educated by the left and then gets bombarded with left-leaning media for a lifetime. The average person does not believe any involvement on their part will change anything. Dennis Dunnigan. And I emailed him back and said, I would love to talk to you on the air. So Chris, you may call him right now uh, because I thought of a, of a, of a dynamic that can be linked to the mystery on why people are not showing up and I'll bounce it off Dunnigan. I didn't know he ran three times and I didn't know he had 35 years of political involvement. We'll have to find out what that means. What did he say about people not getting involved because they don't think it'll make a difference? Right. Read that portion. Uh, you wonder aloud why people didn't show up. People do not believe their participation will have any effect on those who represent us. I, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those cynical people. <laughs> Dennis Dunnigan. Dennis, Hello. are you there? Hi. How are yes, you, Yes, I am. Dennis. Uh, hang in how old are you? I'm 62. And we met apparently at a state fair. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that would have been. Uh, quite a while ago. Um, I was in the crowd. Okay. And at your, at your, your booth or whatever you refer to it as at the fair there. And, and, uh, you interviewed me, gave me the garage logic grilling. Dennis, uh, you ran for Ramsey County commissioner three times. I did. Why? Uh, 
To, well, in truth, because a couple of people that know my wife and I in the area uh, know that we know we've been involved in politics and had been back then for quite a while. And uh, my opponent was running unopposed. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to run because we knew how to run campaigns. Mm-hmm. And I basically told them when they came to ask um, that I wasn't interested. And they kept after me, and I basically said, "If I'll tell you what, I'll run it by my wife, and if she says yes, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> later, that, later that evening, she said, I think you should, I think you should do that. You're always mm-hmm. interested and always running your mouth about politics and, and issues, and um, I think this would be a good thing for you. So... I had to go back to him and say, well, she said, yes, I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> but you... I, it go I ahead. More, go ahead. More, more, more to the point. I, w- I got interested in running. I, at some point I tended to see that whenever I listen to those who represent me in government, they talk about the programs, the government entity, the people who, rely on the programs. And at some point I was saying to myself, no one ever talks about me, about the average schmuck that buys a a home and pays property taxes and goes to work every day. And uh, I think sort of makes it all work. Uh, They they don't seem to have my interests at heart and they never talk about. We've been been saying that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do for a living? I'm a real estate appraiser, and for about eight years now, I've worked, uh, we, we refer to it in the appraisal industry, on the inside, I, I work for a bank, okay. and I uh, review other people's appraiser appraisal reports and basically tell the bank what I think of their their work. When you ran, did you consider yourself a garage logic type candidate? I consider myself a garage logic type person in general. Mm-hmm. You you strike a lot of a lot of chords with me when I when I listen to your radio show and now your podcast. And yes, I did. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, I read your email. I want to read your you you come up with three points why you think people don't show up at these public meetings. Is that correct? Yeah, I think there's a fourth, but yes, essentially, yes. Well, I have a fourth, too. I wonder if we have the same fourth. Your your uh, your reasons are, number one, you say people do not believe their participation will have any effect on those who represent us, right? Yes. Uh, no, actually, that wasn't your, that wasn't even one of your three points. Point number one, you say, get the media and press out of the complete control of the left. The press tells us every day all over the country that those who represent us in government are doing a satisfactory job. They also tell us that those who oppose the left and are dissatisfied with our government are bad people. I I don't disagree with that statement. Number two, get our education system out of the complete control of the left. I I don't disagree with that statement. And number three, you uh, advocate some form of term limits. Uh, taken together, you believe those uh, three reasons 
uh, act in concert to uh, dissuade people from uh, attending these public meetings. Is that a fair statement? Yes. I, I think... I think I talked to a lot of people over the years. Um, I've been very involved in, in politics in the local level, and I, I just get the feeling that they feel frustrated and, you know, they come and go. I was involved for 35 years, and you see them come in and they're uh, naive, new, and excited about it, and they think they're going to make a difference. And uh, how many years? of involvement and knowing them and then they're gone because basically they throw in the towel. I think you're talking about politicians. Uh, no, I just think the people that show up at the, the monthly, you know, uh, Senate district meeting and volunteers and people that want to help with campaigns. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, but I also believe I've seen in, People that are really involved, you know, running for office, politicians at that level, I also see them get involved um, and and give up over time. All right. What is your fourth reason that you didn't state in the email? Because I came up with a fourth reason. I want to know if we're on the same track. Well, I I work in the private sector and, and I raised a family. I have a grandchild now. I consider my upbringing uh, in the Ramsey County, in the White Bear area, to have been almost idyllic and happy. Um, I think that uh, I'm almost, you'd call me angry that I have to pay attention to government. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I do, and I would hope that the people who are involved in government would would do a good job and I don't have to hold their feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, I've, I've got other things to do with my life. That's not my focus. Mm -hmm. I think somebody hit on, hit on it on, in your conversation in your, in yesterday's podcast that, you know, this isn't my thing. I get involved in it. I guess you would almost say in self-defense and mm -hmm. I don't think everybody gets to, to the point where I did. I think they just keep doing what they're doing and they sort of cross their fingers and, and stay out of it. I'm, I'm, I think people look at it and say, I'm, I'm busy. I have other things to do. You do what you do and I do what I do. And so the politics, public policy gets left to the people that, have an interest in it that, that are that benefit from what the government is doing. If you know, Ramsey County or Hennepin County, but Ramsey County is the level I, or the entity that I'm aware of. They have that same meeting every year. Mm -hmm. You go to that meeting and just like you described, it's the Ramsey County board. Now seven Democrats mm -hmm. sitting in front of the room, listening and it's pack, it's a room packed with people who come there to represent their interests in the government it's not it's not me it's not it's not a average citizen okay a taxpayer all right well i've come up I've... <laughs> I, no that's helpful i i here's my fourth reason because yesterday i said 
I'm adding on to you. I have a third reason. Yesterday I said either people don't care, which is pretty much the same as you saying people are busy and they have their fingers crossed and just hope everything goes well, or they they have this belief that they're well-governed. I, I find that hard to believe, but that those are the only two reasons that came up with yesterday. Well, here's my, here's my reason that I only dawned on me based on your email. I wonder, as a result of the left having taken over the major institutions of this country, most principally academia, uh, journalism, uh, and politics, if the message of collectivism hasn't finally set in and people believe they have no business challenging anything. They have no business challenging anything because they're buying into the collective nature of our existence, that we should be all in this together, that we're collectivists. You're either with us or you're against yeah, us. And, and so people say, well, I, I'm not going to go and, and give a contrary view. That would, be, that would be going against the collectivism that we're all living in. That's, I, I, I hope I'm on the wrong track, but that's what I came up with. I would... I tend to agree with that. I think, you know, you're formed by your education, academia, and they, the other side, the left owns that. And you're, and then you're uh, informed by the media thereafter as an adult, and they own that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everybody talks about Donald Trump. I, I I would probably vote for him, but I think his best or people like him, his best contribution going forward would be, you know, buy some media outlets, um, endow some schools, you know, get, get. He doesn't have any money. Get, <laughs> yeah. I think his best well, thing he could do moving forward is to be in prison for life, but that's a different question. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I, I think, I don't think people don't care, but I do think that it's pretty uh, intimidating to show up. Um, and you expect as a conservative or even a moderate conservative that you're going to be challenged. And like me, and I told you in my email, I'm, I'm phobic about public speaking mm -hmm. and being in front of the room um, I, to, to go and know that you're going to get attacked, ridiculed even because you disagree with the mainstream. It's hard to be. But what are you disagreeing with? You're disagreeing with the collectivist mentality. Yeah, I don't believe that I, you know, <laughs> I believe in our system of government mm -hmm. and our economic system. I, I'm, I'm kind of on Churchill's side that all forms of government are nothing but a necessary evil. Right. You know, our, our, ours is a terrible form of government until you compare it to any other government that's ever been attempted. That's right. It's the best. It's the best we've come up with so far, and I believe in it. And I believe that the left is trying as as hard as it can every day in a, in a hundred different ways to turn us away from it. Mm -hmm. The fundamental, you know, what did they say? What did Obama say? Fundamentally transform us. Right. I don't want to be fundamentally transformed. Neither do I. 
I'm just I, I and I realize I'm blessed that I that I grew up, you know, <laughs> blessed and I guess you'd have to say privileged mm-hmm. that my parents put me before anything else in their life and gave me a good life. I tend to look at this and say, instead of attacking me, why don't we give that same opportunity to as many people as we can, Mm -hmm. give them the same chances that I had rather than attack the way things are and have been. Why don't it, it, it's good. Let's just, make sure more people are having access to it. Are you have, done? Have are you, uh, are you retiring yourself from running for public office? You've had your chances and you're going to let it go. <laughs> uh, in my life, I've tended to get to, to succeed at things after long and long struggle. Um, it's hard for me to say that that's, that would be the hardest decision to, is to not run again. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be it, it'd be easier for me to say I'm I'm still in it and let let's let's do this to admit and and walk away to admit that it's just not going to happen and let it go would be a difficult decision for me. But right. um, I'm probably at a time in my life I'm, I spend a lot of time at the lake house couple hours north and in, mm-hmm. in uh, Wisconsin um, it, it, you know truth be told I probably should hang it up mm-hmm. but uh, if if people and and every each time I've ran it's been because I've been cajoled I, I never ran because I thought I'm some you know phenom or Right, right. I, I was, I was, I was asked. Right. People approached me and said, "We need somebody to run. Are you interested?" And I ran on that basis. You know, if 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 that happens again, it will be hard for me to turn it down. All right, Dennis, I thank you for your time, and wait, we'll wait, stay wait, in touch. Go wait ahead, a Kenny. Go ahead. Brought up a number of items that I I thought were really really interesting, Dennis. Um, you were talking about your life and how you were raised and your parents set aside pretty much everything to raise you. And a lot of our parents did that. That's, that's normal. And I I think what the left would call that or, or what they would say is that your life growing up and right up until now, including you going to the lake on, on the weekend is a life that's based on white privilege. Yep. Yep. And I think yep. the collectivism that you guys are talking about no matter how they paint it, um, you know, we might end up talking about tree equity later on in the broadcast. But wait, wait. I think what they want, instead of everybody doing wonderful, everybody having the same shot at life that Dennis had, they want everybody to suffer. That's what it yep. seems like to me. They want to drag everybody. It's like the lowest common denominator. We're all a slave to the person on the freeway doing 45 miles per hour. So you know what I'm saying? The, uh, the mob mentality that we all must suffer. Kenny, it, you're, you're poorly informed. Dennis is black. Well, I didn't. <laughs> oh, he is. That's Dennis, are you bit. black? That's an old bit from the show, Dennis. <laughs> But did anything I say there? What you're talking about is something that I've talked about a lot with with friends. Is instead of trying to spread 
the the example of my life and 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 how my parents lived their life and how I lived my life and raised my children and now my grandchild. Um, let's spread the misery. Yes. Let's not spread the good news of if you do X, Y, and Z, you will probably have a happy life. Right. Let's right. spread the news. Let, let's spread the misery. If, if anybody's miserable, we all have to be miserable. Yep. As right. versus, if, as versus there's a way to be happy. And if, if that's true, let's give that to as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I totally agree with where you're, but and I have talked about that a lot. And and when when you're a conservative or you're on the right side of the aisle, no matter what your backstory is, they will still find something to criticize you about. And I'm thinking as I'm saying this about Kendall Qualls, who grew up in poverty, went into the military, had everything in the world working against him, yet he succeeded um and su- succeeded very well. Um but still when he starts talking about the issues, they can cut him down, you know, and they say he's being, you know, I'm going to paraphrase and just say they're going to call him an Uncle Tom mm-hmm. or, or whatever or something like that. So no matter what your backstory is, they're going to find a way to turn it on you. Right. Well, I I personally, something that I've hit on in, in recent times is, and I talk about this a lot with people, um, if we talk about issues, boil boil something down to an issue like, you know, oh my goodness, abortion or taxes. If we just talk about issues, I have plenty in common and can reach a compromise. Yeah. Make me a conservative, yeah, and t- pick pick any lefty and put them in the conversation with me, and we can agree on certain things yeah. and agree to disagree on others. We can compromise, but what the politicians want us to do is talk about Donald Trump or Joe Biden or socialism or fascism ideology yes over overreaching things that keep us mad at each other that we can never agree on and they want us never to figure out that if we talk about a given issue and I've done this with people with with people that are diametrically opposed to me politically where I say, okay, let's talk about this issue. What, what what do you feel about it, and what do I feel about it? Again, I I, I government is a necessary evil, um, but we have to have it. I'm a conservative, but I'm also a person who believes I can't have everything I want. Mm-hmm. The the people who disagree with me, they have to get something out of the compromise. We have to reach a compromise. Um, and and if we do that issue by issue, I have far more in common with with the average person um, than we want to believe, even though they may come from the other side of the political spectrum. As human beings, as, pe- as people, we agree on way more than we disagree about. Absolutely. And I've I've proved that in conversations over and over with people that were willing to go there with me you know let's not talk about the don and then let's not talk about joe let's talk about taxes right right. let's talk about a a given issue and we can get somewhere 
Dennis, any so, relation to the great Dunnigan uh, character who either ran or owned a filling station in Highland Park? Well, now you're going to tear me up. <laughs> Why? That's my that's my father's older brother. I'll be damned. I love the guy. Yeah, cool. I love the guy. Is he is he's he a, is he, he's no longer with us, is he? Or is no, he? He's not. Oh, that's what I thought. Well, he's, yeah. He's he's with me in spirit. Yeah. But he's not with me. <laughs> great guy. Yeah, he's he's passed. Oh, just and, a hell of a guy. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah, my my own father, a couple of years younger than him, idolized him. Yeah. And uh, they both were Army Air Corps pilots. Oh, boy. World War II era. Oh, boy. My uh, uncle went in first and flew the China-Burma hump. Yep. That's what my, dad, my dad did. Hey, idol- my dad flew the idolized- hump. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and my dad idolized him, so obviously he did the— he didn't fly the hump, but he went into the Army Air Corps and got his wings. Dennis, great but, talking yeah. to you. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, I, I, it's a great honor to, to talk to you. I've been a big fan forever, so well, I thank really, you. Thank this, you. This is fun. Thank you. All <laughs> thank right, we'll you. stay in yeah, touch. Thank you, Dennis. All right, All right we'll uh, we'll uh, take a time out here return in just a moment that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you uh, have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of how do i have the privilege of white privilege david by virtue of being a white male you have white privilege Uh, Ariva. i hate to break it to you but you should have been better prepped i'm black That was great. You got me good there. Yeah. Uh, compromise is missing. That's what. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's one of the many was, takeaways. Compromise is missing. It's either your side or my side. We yep, we can't that, meet yeah. in the middle anymore. Yep. That whole segment when he started on that, he was just spot on, man. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. That's it. God damn! When you get old, you certainly realize you've met a lot of people. Isn't that odd? At Dunnigan, isn't that unusual of a name? But he was the Dunnigan from the gas station, the old filling station. Yep. And he flew the hump. Holy mackerel! Let's jump right into tree equity. It's it's on it's on uh, it's on point. All right. I think he said something else that bears further examination. Got an email. You can't, hell, Stones did this in 1968. You can't get everything you want. <laughs> but, uh, but if you try sometimes, times, you just might but find. But you, know, you get what you need. You get what you need. You get yeah. what you need. Yeah. yeah. You know what inspired that song was the guy that owned Jimmy. the bowling alley. No, no, the <laughs> guy at the drugstore in Excelsior. <laughs> That's it. Jimmy. Uh, you guys are funny. He bought himself a soda pop and said, can't get what you want. But sometimes you can find what you're looking for. Huh? Now, that's you, too. Does Kenny got something here? Sure does. I feel in no hurry to do an ad because I only have one. I'll tell you what. Uh, What's that, Joe? I don't know. I just think that we're getting closer and closer to understanding what's happening to us. Well, he's nailed it, too, about they're intentionally trying to keep us divided. I mean, it 
if no one, oh, yeah, if you can't yeah, see that, then. And I loved what he's how he opened uh, talking about the media. Mm-hmm. He's so right. But that's a modern. I'm just old enough to have escaped that. I, I don't feel shaped by newspapers, and I don't feel what shaped you... by my education. Really? Yeah, I I think I got in just. I think I got in in the nick of time. Uh, the the academy was not was on the path to ruin, but it in no way become ruined when I was in school. I mean, I had to study Latin and history and English and biology and and what have you, and there was no wokeism when I was in school. None. Well, it was a while ago for me, but I don't remember the. That's. The Harvard of Minnesota, Mankato State being woke. That's when compromise was still a thing. Mm-hmm. My dad yeah, was, uh, and my um, grandpa, his dad, pretty much the same guy. Mm-hmm. But my dad, a conservative, and my grandpa, a Democratic farmer labor guy. And they couldn't talk about politics together, yet they shared all the same interests. They mm-hmm. had the same background. They wanted the same thing out of life but they just had different politics. But now they would both be considered crazy. Well, my grandpa, who was a DFLer, would be considered a crazy right-wing nut. Right. So would Kennedy. I would give anything to have known a grandfather. Oh, God. What he was saying about carrying his uncle with him, Mm -hmm. that's both my grandpas every day. Yeah. What would Dolan do here? What would Wendell do in this situation? I mean, I know what they look like because I've seen pictures, but that's about it. Yeah, great times, great stories. Boy, did they cuss a lot too. Oh, Nobody cusses good like at grandpa. cussing. Really good at cussing. Yeah. Didn't know any grandfathers either. My mom so said, sad. My mom said that Roosevelt killed her father because he was a conservative. Mm. <laughs> That was my mom's hero. Yeah. FDR. You could not say anything bad about FDR around my mother. Well, Ken Burns figured out a way to. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you guys over here? Let's go. Huh. Why am I so tired? I'll join the club. All right, I'm rolling. Hello? Hi. Oh, no. How are you? <laughs> We lost the whole show. No. Oh, no. What? <laughs> oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? What? Don't say, oh, no. Say, oh, oh this no. is nothing. I can deal with this. What is it? What is it anyway? What is it anyway? There we go. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. What? Do you, do the you know what, what that was, Joe? That was Reavers Joe's paying us right. back. That was Reavers <laughs> paying us back. No, that was Reavers almost having a heart attack because I thought I lost the show. Oh, Ooh. mother of God. I've got something here. I've got Moon Motorsports there in Monticello. They have the brand. They have something for all of us, the brands that bring our families together. Uh, Moon, the fastest growing KTM Husqvarna dealer in the state. Husqvarna, not Husqvarna, Husqvarna. Uh, and they've got a great range of in-stock ATVs, side-by-sides. Minnesota families, we love off-road recreation. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am. 
They're the brands that Minnesota families love to ride. Moon Motorsports, they've got them all from dirt bikes to street bikes, side-by-sides, something for every member of the family. You can check them and all the used inventory out at moonmotorsports.com. And uh, for stay of fall, that means winter right around the corner. Not till 8.03 p.m., please. But uh, for a lot of people, they're already thinking about winter storage. That means you should be thinking about Moon Motorsports. They've been providing winter prep and storage for years. Get a hold of Moon today. Schedule your machine's winter storage routine. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo. No wonder they're the biggest place in the state. South of 94, west of 25 in Monticello. And like I said, on the web, moonmotorsports.com. You know, that uh, Donegan filling station reference got me thinking. I'm probably the last generation to know who owns the gas station. I think it was Hmm. common in American life that you knew who ran the gas station. Well, because when you drove over the hose with the bell, they come out wiping their hands on a rag. Al came out. Or Dunnigan came out. Yeah. You need regular? Or Sean came out. Regular or high test? Check your oil. Gas was red and smelled good because it was Wash your window. Get you a can of seafoam. You know, I'm a little younger than you, Joe, and you're right, because uh, Tim Eckroth and Mandan. Yeah. I mean, we'd go to Tim's. It was a standard standard oil station. You knew who owned the gas station. Yep. Kenny, your dad knew who owned the gas station. The locals here still talk about Frank five miles down the road who owned the standard oil. Yes. Everybody knew Frank. You think the average euphorian driving down the street knows who owns the gas station? No, No. because they go to a... What are they called? Safeways or Safety First? Or I'm a quick trip guy. Uh, what what like is Costco? It? Casey's. Uh, no, who who bought uh, Super America? What's that called now? Safe, Speedway. Speedway. They Speedway, don't know. Yeah. There's no owner. You There's the no guy, owner. You know the guy across the street here? I do not. Okay. I don't uh, trade there. <laughs> okay. Just curious. I I have paid inside privileges where I go. That's okay? true. That's and true. That was, uh, those are hard earned. Those are hard earned. Well, thanks to Dunnigan. That was fun. I know a GLer who uh, owns a service station right there in St. Paul. It's still an old family-run joint. Um, so do I. Get your car tuned up, get yourself some gas, say hi to your buddy, and be on your way. Yep. I know Schoonover. Yep. So do I. Yeah. Tree equity. I, uh, there's a, <laughs> uh, I just don't know where, the, where I am on this. It's a, uh, a lovely front page play on the Star Tribune today of two photographs. Uh, one is a photograph of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, and the other is a, a photograph of St. Paul's Frogtown neighborhood. It's a, a story regarding tree equity, and uh, the caption above the uh, piece reads, Restoring our tree canopy. Neighborhoods with less natural shade face hotter summers higher utility (laughs) bills, and more health troubles. Work is underway to repair this gap. And they managed to get the drone up there long enough to find a a shot that could be cropped in such a way to show that uh, this particular picture of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood has quite a few trees. And and then they found a block in the the right off Rice Street where uh, there's not as many trees. 
And uh, one of them is quoted as saying, you just can't unsee this. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're witnessing some poor war refugee aflame or something. Holocaust. Just, oh, my God <laughs> in heaven. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this borders on a some sort of a mental deficiency. Uh, it's not complete insanity, but to say that well, let's take it to its logical extension. <laughs> if you are going to suggest that the lack of trees in a neighborhood is an inequity, then what else are you going to suggest is an inequity? Well, we're just getting started. Oh, this well, you're is not gotta, kidding. Yeah. This has got to be the top. This is the peak. This is the acme. They, they, they can't go. Trees? They, they can't go beyond this, can they? <laughs> There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Yeah. It's There's a story. A it's a story based on Metropolitan Council data scientists who are recognizing a pattern when they map Twin Cities' patchy tree canopy. You know, every tree around here is an invasive species. This was the prairie. <laughs> Neighborhoods with the fewest trees were in the same areas where discriminatory lending practices had segregated people of color and freeway construction had plowed through black neighborhoods. That is not true of Frogtown. Uh, that's true of... Uh, it, and and I, I have to tell these young people who wrote this story, if I had been around, I'd like to think I would have campaigned about undoing the Rondo neighborhood because there was a much greater route that would have caused much less inconvenience. Well, Detroit is leading the way on right. that. They're, going, we, we, they're we tearing can, out their Rondo area. Right. We can tear out 94 and reroute it. It'll cost a few dollars. Once you've seen it, and once this is pointed out to you, you just can't unsee it, <laughs> ah. said Ellen Ash, a senior data scientist with the Metropolitan Council. But I, I can't... This is like telling me that uh, cars in the Miriam Park neighborhood are cleaner than cars in the in Frogtown. Okay. Yep. And, and, okay. And, and somehow you're attaching to that observation an equity dynamic. This is like saying uh, retaining walls in Mac Groveland are made with red brick while the retaining walls in Payne Phelan are made with concrete blocks. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, so what? <laughs> What's the point? Well, the point is, if you can sell this idea that somehow the lack of trees suggests oppression, racism, discrimination, lack of equity, then what else won't you attach to that? Uh, should should you shouldn't have a nicer home than someone in another neighborhood? That's where you're headed here. You're headed to complete socialism and Marxism. You're headed to the uh, verities of property ownership. You're headed to the idea that property shouldn't be owned because it cannot be owned equally. You're headed to the idea that equity cannot possibly reflected be reflected by ownership while at the same time failing to recognize the truth that there's nobody in, in the Frogtown neighborhood who's been prevented from going to a nursery and buying a tree. And if they don't want to do that, the city has people who come and give you one for a couple bucks Yep. and plant it for you. Yep. All you got to do is water it. 
Yup. Or poison it, depending on where they well, put it. Well, <laughs> we happen to know a woman who might have done that. But... <laughs> <laughs> she no longer lives in Minneapolis. No, she was a grump. <laughs> They'll even give you a little plastic bag, a little teeny little bag yeah. to go yeah. around the tree, and all you got to do is fill the bag with water. But where are you headed with this nonsense? Where are you headed with this? It's To me, the whole climate change hysteria does speak to me of insanity. It, it really does. It speaks to me of a complete denial of faith, originality, liberty, faith, and reality. And it's seeped into every portion of our life yes. now. Every yes. branch of government. And now every company, every corporation along the way is falling in step with whatever this insane religious movement is that we're witnessing. Why, why, why is the Metropolitan Council involved, Such? Why Why have they decided that they need to make this one of their priorities? That's a great question. The Met Council's Regional Planning Authority cannot impose mandates to fix this problem. So we've already established the, the two reporters, Chloe Johnson and Zoe Jackson, both of whom I don't know, they've established or are corroborating the belief that the Met Council regards this as a problem. It's right. not a problem. Right. A problem is getting stabbed in Frogtown. Yep, that's an issue. But you can now get stabbed in Highland Park. That's a problem. Is that an equity then? Is issue? that equity? Yeah. That's equity is <laughs> equity See? has come to crime. Okay. See, that's what I meant talking to Dennis. We've it's the lowest common denominator. Yes. We all have to suffer equally. And believe me, we are. I know it personally. Yeah. Did you yeah. want to hear the song again? No. Okay. <laughs> Does St. Paul well, have I a... want to follow up on Kenny's question. Why is the Met Council involved in this? Well, officials are offering data and guidance for cities. And let me turn to the jump where I bet we get some more pictures. Sure we do. We get a, uh, I'm only, I'm assuming a gay couple. I don't know. They're right over there. Yeah, this thing is, you got to tighten this up. Where's the tightening department? <laughs> This is falling apart. Uh-huh. I, I see that. Okay. There it goes. There it goes. Now I got to talk like this. I got to get way down here. I'm really get a shot of your head now. Yeah. Here's a couple. Homeowners Matthew Vick left and David Doreva. They might just be neighbors or buddies. I don't know. Of St. Louis Park made the most of the city's full-service tree planting program, which costs residents as little as 35 bucks a tree. Can't you beat that by going to a nursery? And I don't know what a tree costs. I trees don't know what a tree The smaller they are, the cheaper they are. So buy one that's uh, less than a year old. The Met Council's report is called Growing Shade. It identifies parts of the metro where the Met Council sees environmental injustice. Yeah. As yeah. well as other areas where insufficient trees cover or in, insufficient tree cover raises concerns about public health and climate change. Mother of God, what's happening to us? And I mean, Mother of God. Will you please intervene, Mother of God? This whole Western society is going insane. It's just going insane. This is insanity. Such, you, you live in, let's say you live in Frogtown. Mm -hmm. 
you're living. I know pay- many people who have and do. You live, uh, you live in paycheck to paycheck. Usually, yep. your paycheck is gone two days after you receive it because you've got bills stacked Too up. Too much months left when the money runs out. You're, uh, <laughs> you're working two jobs seven days a week. Yep. You're always broke. You've yep. got a couple of kids. Are you going to spend $35 a piece for two trees to plant in your front yard? Or are you going to buy some groceries, some soup and bread? And well, milk? Kenny, here's how I'd answer that question. Diapers. No, I can't afford the tree because the city of St. Paul, which pretends to care about me, is invoking a 15.3% hike in the city's budget and in property tax levy. And uh, what they're going to do, as uh, to me, a resident of Frogtown, is harm me. They're going to harm me. And then the city will come back and say, you can't afford it. Well, we're going to, um, we're going to grant you some money. We're going to take, we're going to raise your taxes. We're going to buy a bunch of trees and we're going to give them to you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pay either. You're going to pay or you're going to pay. <laughs> Guided by this new data, recent work to reforest private property in the metro area has focused on encouraging rather than requiring homeowners and landlords to do it. Mandates can also fail. Ash, she's the one who said, you can't unsee this, said planners are always wary of lessons learned from Detroit, where a 2014 planting program led a quarter of residents to say they didn't want a new tree, partly because they saw it as a burden the city was imposing on them. Mm -hmm. So far, a small constellation of city governments and nonprofit groups has seized on the data to launch new programs <clears throat> or get more suspect for su- support for existing ones. Ash said, Ash is the one who said, you can't unsee this, said she and her Met Council colleagues uh, hope that as word about growing shade spreads, these projects will too. And in coming years. The Met Council's data may shape how new federal dollars can fill the gaps. The Inflation Reduction Act, which does nothing to reduce inflation, passed by Congress in August, the largest climate spending package in U.S. history, directs $1.5 billion to tree planting in urban areas. The money will be available through federal grants. Here comes your next scam. Yeah. And cities, counties, states, and nonprofits must apply for it. Honest to God, there's going to be a... Don't let any Somalis get involved with tree planting. Is that racist on my part? Probably. Probably. Most likely. Yeah. You know what I mean. Right. What I mean is, let's not have any scandals. In St. Paul's Frogtown neighborhood, the tree gap is especially severe. The area has the thinnest canopy on private land in St. Paul, and the population is 75% residents of color. Frogtown resident Joe Seabast lost a large tree to rot. I bet evil white people caused that Probably, to happen. most likely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he moved to Minnesota from Seattle last year, expecting the tree to be part of his family's life, that they'd God. be worrying more about the winter chill than the summer heat. Oh, Jesus God. H. Christ. How I'm can praying, you read this? I'm yeah. praying. Oh. Now he's lost the shade that would protect his house as the sun rose. Oh. The sun rising is the fault of white patriarchy. Of course it is. Seabass electric bill has gone up significantly since he bought two additional window air conditioners. Well, I suppose. 
He hopes to plant a new tree, but there are obstacles. Huh. Doesn't have a spade? Oh. Even though I have a good salary and pretty good work-life balance, I'm still having a hard time finding the money and the time to do the research I need Wait, to, what? to be able to figure out what trees I can plant and then figure out how to plant it myself. <laughs> wow. He must be really busy. Really, really, really busy. The great thing, like, say, take a pine tree, and if it's a young one, foot tall, Get your tree spade, which is, you know, a shovel. You stick it into the ground and you go like this, back and forth. How you open times? up a little slot. Put your foot on top of the shovel. Put your, put your tree in that slot, then push that earth back together. Boom, yeah. tree planted. Don't, takes no, don't, don't no, have time, sorry. Takes Reverse. about 60 seconds. <laughs> no, I don't want to take a break because I'll tell you why. Okay. We have to visit Martha Burton. Oh. Martha Burton's family is... Still heartbroken over the first tree they lost <laughs> when they moved to Frogtown. You're getting the song again. She comes from a long line of tree lovers. Oh, well, and don't she, we all? And she was Her excited. family tree is full of tree lovers. <laughs> and she was excited to have an arborist come and get their maple ready for winter. What? Would you have to get her a new coat and some mittens? What the hell oh, is this? You had to change the oil and clean the air filter. And, Burton you know. was at work one day. When she got a call letting her know that the tree was a hazard and had to come down immediately, her family was left with a much hotter house and a lot less privacy. There's a lot of what I like to call tree grief in Frogtown. Oh, my God. Trees, this has turned into an onion story. It Joe. really has. Trees are such place definers. Reaper, stop that! <laughs> the tree was murdered. There's a lot of what I like to call tree grief in Frogtown. Trees are such place definers, and there's so few trees in Frogtown that when you lose one, you really, really feel it, said Burton, who has since moved to Highland Park, probably for the trees. Oh, wait, wait. She moved She moved out of Frogtown yeah. to Highland Park. Oh, well, interesting. <laughs> Frogtown Green, an initiative launched in 2008, is working to make up the gap of these lost trees. The majority of residents are renters. So the group educates landlords and property owners about the financial benefits of trees. So far they have planted 600 trees of their goal of a thousand trees by the year 2025. The problem with trees is unless they're willow trees or aspen or um, I don't know, um, basswood, it takes them a long time to grow. Let's get to the climate change problem. The program isn't just about making yards more comfortable. Our basic intent is to cement in the minds of everyone who lives in Frogtown that one or more trees are going to help address climate change, said founder and director of Frogtown Green, Patricia Olmans. But it can be challenging to, per to persuade distant property owners to participate. <sighs> I'm at a loss, you guys. I, I really am. I think we're witnessing a, a this is this goes on for three pages. The front page, yeah. page A six and page A seven. And there's maps. Yeah. And photos and and everything. 
did you did you read the Star Tribune over the weekend, Joe? Because this is almost the this is part this is two. the second installment. Yeah, this basically. Is part two. This is part the first two. one, the tornado, uh, never went through it. Well, that blew one, white down. people planned that. So it's almost like yeah, a season a preview tornado. for the Vikings. So white people oh, at the Minneapolis Club got together for lunch and they planned that tornado. So yeah. those two windstorms we had last spring that took down oh, I'd say about twenty of my trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a racist windstorm? Yes, yes, that was yeah. brought about by white people. Well, I'm a cracker. Yeah, but you're you're a victim, too, of that. You have greater equity. Oh, These reporters, it says, Chloe Johnson covers climate and other environmental issues for the Star Tribune. She is a core member with Report for America, a program that places journalists into local newsrooms. I have this cartoon bubble of somebody grabbing her by the scruff of the neck and bringing her to the newsroom and say, you got to take this person. Yeah. Report for America. <laughs> what, what, what America are you even reporting on Chloe? And then the editor saying, we're going to need a hundred inches from you uh, every six months. Oh. So start churning out the copy chuckles. I'm trying to find Chloe. David Dorava, a public school teacher, lives just north of Minnetonka Boulevard in an area with the Met Council's second highest priority score for environmental justice concerns. The canopy cover in Dorava's neighborhood is about 28%, far below the 45% goal of the council. Dorava and his partner, Matthew York, received three discounted trees from the city's planting program, bringing the number of trees on their small plot to 11. We both a, came from Minneapolis where they have those big, huge, gorgeous canopy trees, Durava said. We just wanted more shade and greenery. Okay. Okay. I, I, uh, you brought that up. Did you see the piece where Jacob Fry, or the uh, paragraph where Jacob Fry was quoted? No. He announced the cre- in August, he announced the creation of a new city tree coordinator position to expand tree planting on both private property and parkways in lower income <laughs> neighborhoods. Pandemic funds will target green zones on the north side and the south side of Minneapolis uh, in the lower income areas with fewer trees. Now, here's this quote. I love this. Imagine a city employee coming to your door and asking if you want additional trees and then going down the entire block and doing the same thing. Wouldn't that be said. wonderful? Oh, can you imagine that world? That would be a wonderful. I mean, I, I've told you this story before about Minneapolis, and everybody refers to Minneapolis for the great, great tree canopies that they have on the streets. All of those trees, well, a lot of those trees. Well, they planted. last as long until you need a bike path. Right, right, right. <laughs> then they come down or they plant them on the boulevard, that little stretch of grass between the sidewalk and the street, right? And so those trees get 20, 30, 40 years old. Those roots start going down looking for water. And what they eventually end up doing is breaking the sewer pipes yeah. that run from your house out to the street. So then you call to get a quote to find out how much it's going to cost you to repair that uh, pipe. And you find out, well, Kenny, it's thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. How do you think Kenny cares about trees when he's given a bill for thirty-five thousand dollars when a city tree did all the damage? You know how earlier in the program, Joe, you were kind of doubting uh, your feeling on society in general, and why don't you just go ahead and read the online comments of this story at StarTribune.com? Oh, are they in favor of it? What do you think? I, I would imagine. I, yeah. We're in a lot of trouble. If you get back to the real world, uh, 
which is really a long way away. You need uh, you need magnets because they don't have magnets in this world. Is magnets there a magnet inequity problem? Yeah, they don't in stick to world, trees, though, Joe. There's no gator magnetics in this world. In this world of tree inequity, there's no gator magnetics. You have to go back to the real world, and you buy gator hooks. They're magnetized. You place them on steel surfaces in your garage, and you've solved all your storage problems by getting things off the floor. They have a patented ma magnetic technology that's so strong, you lift up a little plastic lever, and that removes the magnet with its hook from some surface you've attached it to, and you move it You move it elsewhere. Use them in the garage, in the house, uh, on work sites. They turn any metal surface, not gold. Not they zinc. Turn, not zinc. They Turn, I don't think aluminum either. Nope. But they turn any metal surface in your garage into a place to hang stuff. Uh, I, I, when I saw these, I knew it was an automatic success story for these guys. You need these in your garage. They're really cool. And on the website, you can learn about what's coming in the future and how you can customize these and hang baskets between two hooks. Uh, it is really a brilliant storage idea. Go to GatorMagnetics.com and see the Gator hooks in action. GatorMagnetics.com. And you wonder why the FDA has to put out a caution about cooking chicken with NyQuil. Look at the time. Holy shit. I planted... Oh, I don't know, a hundred or more Norway spruce trees, and I got. I mean, them it from, didn't take you until year twenty twenty five. I got them from the local ag department. Yeah, this was in two thousand six. Justice and the Sushere. I didn't mean to hit that. Two thousand seven or so, mm -hmm. and uh, they came in a five gallon pail. Huh. And there were about a hundred, maybe a hundred more, and I don't think I paid more than fifty dollars for them. Really. I didn't even have to give the pail. Did you get back. to keep? I was going to say, did you get to keep I the pail? I think I kept the pail. Yeah. But it was a good pail. It was really easy because they're so young. You just open up a slot and you shove them in, and you, all you have to do is water. I also planted an orchard around the same time. That was a lot of work. I planted nine fruit trees and had to dig big, wide, deep holes throw some uh, fresh peat and dirt and crap in there and uh, stick them in there and then water the hell out of them. And they're very, very thirsty trees. John, um, you have the story of the kid in North Dakota who was run over by somebody pissed I off at do. him? Good. Yes, I do. Good. I do. Let's go here. Who's got something? We're done. We're done with ads? Yep. Holy mackerels. Let's go. Oh, holy are you, mackerels. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Such, I'm on the um, Metropolitan Council website, and I know you want to move along here, but I just want to read what they do. They are the uh, regional policy-making body, planning agency, and provider of essential services in the seven-county Twin Cities metro area. The mission is to foster efficient and economic growth for a prosperous region. 17 members on that board. Unelected. Policy-making board. And now they're worried about trees. Here's John Height. 
Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, before I get to news, I would like to tell you about, you said that reporter for the Star Tribune came from Report for America. Well, correct? that's what their thing says, yeah. That's what yeah. It says. Well, here's what they are. They have a, I like their goal. It's a worthy goal. I don't know how it's going to work out, but uh, it's an organization that wants to put young journalists mm -hmm. into situations where they can work because obviously a lot of journalists are out of jobs. There's because no of jobs. Yeah. yeah, the newsrooms are, are getting rid of the job. So what they do, uh, it's a national service program. They put journalists into local newsrooms to report on undercover issues and communities. And the uh, say this person with the Star Tribune, 50% mm -hmm. uh, of a salary comes from the paper. Right. 25% uh, comes from, oh, wait, I'm sorry, 50% uh, Report for America pays 50% of right. the salary. Right. Okay. Right. The other half is paid by the uh, Star Tribune at 25% and 25% from local donors. How much so. will be paid by local nurseries in this case? <laughs> yeah, these are propaganda writers. <laughs> That's what they are. They they write press releases. Well, uh, good for them, and I'm glad she's got a gig. Okay, yeah, I, here's I John. When, when you go to their website, it's more than that, Kenny. Right. Uh, seriously. But, uh, Young people, okay. if you want to make a difference, go into nursing. We need way more nurses. <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's, it's I understand. It yes. is ugly. No, we need nurses. No, Kenny, you're wrong. We need more lawyers. <laughs> yeah, lots and more lawyers. And activists. We need more lawyers. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chloe's um, caption for this on her Twitter account, what? It just says, meet the people trying to fix the Twin Cities tree canopy gap. Oh, okay. <laughs> the canopy gap. Remember, once you see it, you can't yeah, unsee. No, it, it. Wait, isn't that a town in Tennessee? Canopy Gap? I Probably think it is. Yeah. I think a Civil War battle was fought there. Yeah. In, uh, in news, one day after federal prosecutors unsealed those indictments in what they call the nation's largest case of pandemic fraud, a state agency is trying to push back against criticism that it didn't do enough to stop the misappropriation of millions of taxpayer dollars. The Department of Education here in Minnesota filing a legal claim yesterday against Feeding Our Future, accusing the nonprofit of baseless legal attacks. Amy Bach, the founder and executive director of Feeding Our Future, is one of 48 people charged with almost a quarter of a billion dollars in fraud involving federal child nutrition programs. But in 2020, when MDE attempted to restrict the flow of federal funds to the nonprofit, Bach sued the state agency. Despite praise for MDA from federal authorities, some state lawmakers still have questions about whether the state agency could have done more. The Office of the Legislative Auditor announced Wednesday it had launched its own review of MDE's oversight of feeding our future. Uh, also, uh, did you guys see the cars that were involved in this? Uh, the uh, cars that the people bought? Did you see the list? I did not see the list. Where are you seeing that? Where did I miss uh, that? It was uh, on Twitter from a reporter oh. who who, uh, who went through the federal indictment. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he, these are among the cars. A right. 2020 Lexus RX 350, a mm -hmm. 2021 Mercedes S580, a oh, 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee, a mm -hmm. 2022 GMC Sierra 1500, a 2022 Mini Cooper Countryman, a 2021 Land Rover 2021, Ooh. a Lexus RX 350 2021, oh. and a Mercedes 2021 Mercedes GLA. That's a partial list right. of some of the cars that were purchased with the money right. that uh, was supposed to go to feed. I like that S series. Uh, that's a nice car. That's Benzie's biggest car. Yeah, that's a big one. She hauls ass too. Mm -hmm. 
St. Paul City Council yesterday approved a package of amendments that overhauls the rent stabilization ordinance that voters passed last year. After a hearing from more than a dozen residents who all spoke out against the revisions, council members voted 5-2 to two to overhaul the policy. Council members Nelzi Yang and Mitra Jalali voting no. Of course they did. The version on the ballot in November capped yearly rent increases at 3%, regardless of a change in occupancy, one of the strictest regulations of its kind in the country. But earlier this year, the city established rules that let landlords apply for exceptions beyond the 3% limit. Over the past several weeks, the city council has heard from renters and housing advocates who have largely opposed the changes to the ordinance. They say the broad exemptions for new construction, which retroactively applies to units built in the past 20 years, and affordable housing gut the original policy and harm low-income renters. Can we put this in some plain uh, GL language? Mm-hmm. The uh, incompetent people who run the city uh, allowed activists to craft a ballot question. Yep. The activists got enough names on a petition to place it on the ballot. The activists were essentially people who didn't want to pay any more than they're paying in rent. They got this passed only to have what they accomplished collide with reality. And the reality is short of aerial bombardment, uh, nothing destroys a city quicker than rent control. Because what they discovered is, oh, you got rent control now. Well, we're not done. We're, we're done. We're not building here anymore. We'll see you later. And the city council uh, I'm surprised they even did, but the city council reacted to that and said, well, we have to amend this. They essentially gutted everything the activists voted for. Yeah. But that's what happens when you allow, uh, uh, that's not my line anyway, uh, aerial bombardment. Uh, the great, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, said that. Short of aerial bombardment, the quickest way to ruin a city is rent control. Well, reality and adults stepped in. Yeah, and uh, that's what happens, though, when you allow activists to to put questions on the on if the ballot. If you live in a rent-controlled building and it's a lower-income property, uh, you think it's bad now? You're never going to get new carpet. That hole in the wall is not going to get fixed. The roof is going to keep le- leaking. The furnace isn't going to get repaired. Uh, that's just right, simple well, now, reality. Uh, well, they, they address that, and they're hoping that they've fixed the problem. What the problem is, you were morons to begin with. <laughs> Star Tribune reporting U.S. Bank Stadium is going to get a permanent security fence. The fencing will replace the chain link that currently surrounds most of the building that opened back in August of 2016. The Vikings have for a few years now been interested in permanent security fencing. The Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority agreed today to allow staff to choose a firm to design the structure and landscaping. Construction bids will come later. The MSFA also approved a review of club spaces exploring the possibility of a new training area for event day staff. MSFA Chairman Michael Vekic said the U.S. Department of Homeland Security urged the permanent fencing for the stadium to maintain a top safety ranking. How much the fence will cost, who will pay for it, has yet to be determined, although the stadium does have a capital reserve fund created for just such expenses. Well, how about the Vikings pay for it? Um, they make. An, I would yeah. think the Vikings should pay for it. Wouldn't 100%. that also, uh, wouldn't that impede with traffic, though? Because the fence that they have around game day it, it cuts off is that sixth street what's the one that runs i don't know chris okay sorry a wave of fake reports of shootings uh, we hit on briefly yesterday sent oh, several I'm glad, Minnesota... you're bringing, I'm glad you're bringing this up because i have a question i'm sorry i interrupted you okay, go ahead sure. 
sent several Minnesota schools into lockdown yesterday. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said the hoax calls were reported in 16 districts, including schools in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Rosemount. Uh, BCA Superintendent Drew Evans said, given that number, I wouldn't doubt there's even more out there than that. The calls claimed there was an active shooter or mass casualties in classrooms. All reports were similar in nature. They came from an Internet-based phone number with an out-of-state area code. None was real. After the calls, local police in each district searched the schools. Meanwhile, school officials called or emailed parents informing them of the hoaxes and encouraging students to report any suspicious activity to law enforcement. This even has a name. It's called swatting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, here's my question, because we we tended, I didn't, uh, you guys poo-pooed this yesterday and said, oh, it's just like calling in a bomb threat to get out of a test. This was highly coordinated. I looked at the map. It's schools all over the state. Mm -hmm. So maybe you've answered the question by pointing out that it was uh, an out-of-state Internet-provided telephone number. Correct. Well, so was one person behind this? In other words, some kid in, I don't even know if Burnsville High School is in on it. Let's just say they were. some Some kid in Burnsville didn't call Cloquet and say, let's do this together at 9 a.m. today. What the hell happened here? Well, it's, it's out of state, so it wouldn't be anybody in Burnsville. I mean, it'd be, you know, somebody. I'll tell you what they were doing. They were testing the system to see if what they uh, see if they could get everybody to shut down. That's what they were doing. Well, they much did. like it worked. Much like when you see half the country loses po- power. Hmm, that's just Russia testing the system to see if they could shut down the United oh, there States. There he goes with Russia again. <laughs> University of St. Thomas's Doherty Family College has received a $10 million gift from an anonymous donor. The gift will be matched by the university. $20 million that was will be nice the largest. of you, Joe. Yeah. The $20 million will be the largest amount the college has ever secured and will go toward lowering costs for all students at Doherty Family College. The college is structured around a liberal arts two-year degree program that provides the school's 80% first-generation student population with the skills needed to transition easily into a bachelor's degree program. College attainment gap refers to the disproportionate amount of students of color that are unable to graduate with college degrees due to various limiting societal factors. Closing that gap is an important aspect of Darkey's mission, which focuses on providing a transitional education that they call culturally affirming. A North Dakota man who admitted to running over and killing a teenager says he did it because he thought the teen was part of, quote, a Republican extremist group that was out to get him. All this according to court documents. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt was charged with one felony count of vehicular manslaughter, one count of leaving the scene of an accident, and the death of 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson on September 18th. He was also charged with driving under the influence after he tested above the legal limit for alcohol. This all took place in McHenry, North Dakota. A very small town has a population of fewer than 40 people. According to a probable cause affidavit published by Law and Crime, Brandt told investigators he and the younger man had a verbal altercation about politics at a local street dance. Brandt indicated that the pedestrian called some people, and Brandt feared they would come for him, according to the affidavit. Affidavit also says Brandt admitted to state radio that he punched the pedestrian, and the pedestrian was part of a Republican extremist group. After Brandt allegedly ran down, Ellingson, he left the scene and went home. Told police he later came back and called 911, telling the dispatcher he had struck the pedestrian because the pedestrian was threatening him. 
He then left again before first responders arrived. Ellingson was found lying in the street, rushed to a hospital, but died from his injuries. His mother gave investigators a drastically different version of events, according to court documents. She said the teen had called her at about 2.41 a.m. to ask if his parents knew Brandt, which they did. He then called again a short time later and stated that he or they were chasing him. After that, she said she was unable to reach her child. A GoFundMe set up to help Ellington's family pay for funeral expenses described the teen as a wonderful and loving son. So far, they've raised $28,000 out of this morning. Brandt, who was first booked at his home on driving under the influence and later charged with the felonies related to the hit and run, has been released from Foster County Jail on $50,000 bond. Uh, Wait a he minute. could face more severe charges, according to authorities. Well, there you have your thumbnail sketch of the failure to compromise. Mm-hmm. They get into a political argument, and this drunk idiot mows the guy down. Yeah, yeah. A drunk How do you lefty get released, idiot. Though? How yeah. do you get released? On because we don't. Because we don't punish criminals anymore. I'm surprised though, because this guy was white. It's criminal equity, John. Yeah, manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and obviously. Well, you know, you get. You think, you think he shows up for the uh, trial? Sure. His family lives there and everything. It looks like he's a local boy from all the pictures. A town of 40 says, people who wouldn't know him. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Social media video from Russia's land borders with several countries show long lines of traffic trying to leave the country and all the airline flights out of Russia are full. This all comes a day after President Vladimir Putin announced a partial mobilization huh there are lines at borders crossing into kazakhstan georgia and kazakhstan kazakhstan a lot of countries over there man i you know i practiced that this morning is this what you had been uh, asking for for some time what let's go here remember your whole preach about uh, russia let's go turn on putin somebody take him out uh, apparently, have you seen the reports now? They're saying he's he's so sick he may be on his deathbed, but Good. he keeps showing up on tape. Although I, with I him, we don't know who's we don't know what we'll inherit. We could get somebody even worse yeah. than this mm-hmm. devil. I have devil to admit, I don't him. understand the whole mobilization. What does that mean? I mean he and, doesn't have an army, and he's dragging people out of prison cells. He's dragging people out of their homes, and, and that's and they're saying you're going to the front he, in Ukraine, and that's why was, people are fleeing. Yes. Yes, and even stranger, uh, there have been protests now, and they keep arresting people. Mm-hmm. And the people being arrested are made to go and fight. Are, yeah, are made to go into the army. There was they're a protesting video. the war, but they're made to go in. Sorry. There was a video of a guy getting pulled out of a cafe mm-hmm. that surfaced on social media yesterday. I thought, oh my god, that's... this is a badly run country. Yeah. I... Well, yeah, why I are they? Am let... I out on a limb there? You are. Yeah. <laughs> why are they letting people leave? Oh, I suppose well, they I can't control uh, everything. Yeah, and they, I don't think they control every border. In fact, it sounds to me like they may not have enough people to control anything at this point. Don't uh, Isn't that what we want yeah. in their army, though, are people that were protesting against the army and the war? We can just be give up when they pretty self-assured here that they're not going to be effective. Well, that's good because the ones that were in the army were brutal rapists and murderers. Yeah. yeah. Federal appeals court last night granting a request from the Justice Department to allow its investigators to regain access to the 100 documents bearing classification uh, markings that were seized by the FBI during its search at former President Trump's Florida residence. 
the three-judge panel of the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, agreed to put on hold a lower court's order that kept from subset uh, that kept the subset of sensitive records off limits. Uh, that came, you might remember, from Judge Eileen Cannon. Well, this morning she also released a, a brand new order too, and the new order basically says what the 11th Circuit Court said. So she completely changed her original order, which could make it tough if the former president wants to appeal. You know what he said yesterday? You can, a president determines what are I, classified I, documents. You can even I, think that they're classified. I, I got that right here, Joe. Okay, give it to fact, me. Yeah. Interview with Sean Hannity yesterday, Donald Trump claimed the president of the U.S. can declassify government documents simply by declaring them or even by, quote, just thinking about it. Yeah, you just think about it. Asked by Hannity about the process, Trump said there doesn't have to, to be a process. I'm going to Chicago this afternoon because I'm thinking about it. Hmm. I'm just going to get thinking about it. I'm yeah. going to think about it. Um, message to my um, roommate. I'm yeah. thinking about lasagna. Been thinking about lasagna a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, somebody, uh, I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, a very clever uh, statement yesterday on uh, Twitter after this was released. Somebody said, little does Donald Trump know that Joe Biden thought the classification of the documents right after he became president. Right. So. <laughs> We got quite the political uh, scene, don't we? I don't we know really if Joe do. Biden is actually thinking, is he? Nobody He's really just do. spouting what his people tell him. Oh, I see what you did there. You just turned it around, didn't you? <laughs> well, it should be turned around because Biden's as goofy as Trump. Well, not can't go with you there. Sorry, way worse. <laughs> can't go with you there. Well, let's uh, just put were... it this way: we're really in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. we can all. Agree no matter on where that. you look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris loves this because he's going to get a bunch of emails. Man, the twins just can't buy a break, huh? No, they can't. <laughs> a new report. How did it go Flames. for him last night? They lost I, again. They lost Ken. a tough one, Kenny. They, they lost. Kenny. Tuned out almost right away. They're playing right now. Oh, they are. Oh, that's right. They got a day game, mm-hmm. don't they? Well, let's nice. wrap this thing up then. Well, a new not worthy of following at this point. They've yeah, I did. I turned them on once last night. That was it. Other than that, I was watching the Yankees. Speaking of sports. Speaking of the sport, is Roycey back on the gin? Why? <laughs> oh, because he likes Fleck now. What the heck? I don't Pat? know what that was. Yeah. Well, there. I think it was more. His whole point with Fleck was always he never said he couldn't coach. He just didn't like the flamboyance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like well, let's yeah. see how they do against Michigan State. I read that Roycey piece, and I got a real education on the history of sports in the uh, Minneapolis area. There, we went way, way, way back. With the lead in about the fifteenth paragraph. That was the last line of the story. <laughs> last line. Why does that irritate nuts. you so yes, much? He's so good, but that drives me crazy. That never used to bother me until you started until bitching pointed about it. Because I thought, I thought, oh, this is Roycey's style. I, I, I dig Roycey's style. And oh, I got a paper in here. You've ruined me for that, Joe. I'll tell you where the lead was. Hold on here. He's got to get the sports page out. Yeah. Do I have a sports here? I'm writing about Harvey McKay. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Well, I have to go to the jump to find the lead because the lead wasn't on the cover. Okay. So we go to page C4. No score in the Twins game after one inning, by the way. Uh, uh, 
When you guys read Ricey's column, do you do what I do too? This doesn't have a lead. There's you, no lead. When you read Ricey's piece, I always read it as Ricey's telling yep. it to me. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Same here. No, Joe, it go to the last paragraph. It's the last paragraph. I'm buying PJ Fleck. Or the last line. Yeah. Well, he waited a long time for this lead. The thing the is, report. I blame oh, the paper for giving it away. I, I think the paper's in headline, the headline. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the editors are sick of Patrick's deal, and they threw this headline out there that gives away the lead. I agree. A new, report, a new report claims that Hawaii is the happiest state in the United States. Have you been there? I've never been. You Wallet really Hub? need to get there. I know. I would suggest taking your entire family, your kids, your grandkids. A bit pricey. And uh, spend two weeks over Christmas mm-hmm. on Maui. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fun. This, I I'll, think, Joe, Maui would be the one place where when you get there, you will not start. Um, what do you do? You look for the next flight. for the next flight. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll do that in, in Maui. No. The data set ranges from the depression rate and the share of adults feeling productive, the income growth, and the unemployment rate to figure all this out. Hawaii ranked the best for emotional and physical well-being. It had the lowest share of adult depression, only about 13%. It also ranked high for community and environment. Uh, If you're wondering, Minnesota was number three. It went Hawaii, Maryland, Minnesota, Utah, and New Jersey. What food that we often ridicule is a very popular food, including a fast food option in L- Hawaii. Lutefisk. Spam. 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 Oh, right. Right. Spam. Spam. There was uh, there was an episode of uh, No Reservations to Anthony Bourdain where he went to a restaurant that served every dish with Spam, no matter what. Pizza, mm-hmm. tacos. Spam, spam is actually real meat. It's pork shoulder. All right. Yeah, right. I, I, uh, in my, tra- in my car travels, there are a couple of Hormel guys and they, they defense spam. They, they laid the law to I, me and said, here, I'll tell you what spam is. You no. smart ass. Such, I love spam. <laughs> yeah. The best part of spam is you, if you have a dish where you have, you need to use two cans of the meat. Yeah. What you do is you put a little bread, you put a couple slices of bread in the toaster, you get them all browned up. Then you take that clear yellowish jelly oh, that, that always God. comes on the spam. You yeah. spread that on your toast. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why he has heart issues. <laughs> yeah. John, uh, what else you got? You yeah. got I got uh, I got this. You know, we've we've hinted about the Nyquil chicken now for some oh, time. Please but, explain oh, that well, to me. What is well, this? I, uh, apparently, on TikTok, the last uh, couple weeks, there's been this thing uh, where people are frying chicken uh, chicken breasts and nyquil uh and for what purpose uh, well to eat and apparently to make you tired however uh the fda issued a very straight face notice last week advising people not to do it because it could be dangerous but nobody's been doing it apparently this is something from back in 2017 all the clips that are on tiktok uh, happened in 2017 they were first run in 2017 and nobody knows now why the FDA decided to put this warning out just because a couple of them showed up again online, apparently, well, is why they did I it. I submit to you that if you live in a country where people are cooking chicken with NyQuil, yeah. you are damn near uh, near the end of your country. Oh, that's, Okay, that's make a link. Bottom. I, I was going to make an amateur link. I'm going to put it in the, put the ball in your court. Make a link. I want you to link 
the NyQuil spam story to the current state of politics in, I don't know, St. Paul. You went to a meeting the other night. Make a link for us. It's pretty easy. Well, that people are so tired from eating chicken with NyQuil. (laughs) (laughs) They can't get to the meeting. That wasn't it, but that's good. But I think people cooking chicken in NyQuil is um, representative of the fact that there were only how many people at that meeting? 75 to 100. 75 to 100 people at that meeting. Mm -hmm. Because the world doesn't care about that. The world cares about NyQuil chicken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me think. uh, I think it was Jordy, wasn't it, Joe? Jordy sent uh, this story, which I already already have the story, but he sent it with Alvin Crow and the Pleasant Valley Boys doing NyQuil Blues from the right. 1970s, right. which is a great song. And I had forgotten song. all about it. It's not it a is great a great song. song. It's a cliche. It's not. What's it's, a cliche about? It's John? just a cliche it's chords and cliche it's a novelty song. It's a novelty song. It's a novelty song. It might as well be Alvin and the Chipmunks. I wonder if it's, it's, it's a great song. No, it it's is a western. Not a great it's a western swing tune. No, with a little bluesy feel. The only to guy it. who can do western swing is Sourdough Slim. Can we? Well, play no, that's can we play some? He doesn't really do western. Well, can you play any of this miserable song you're talking about, or would that violate some legal edict? When will that? When are you going to take care of that? It's your fault. Uh, I think it's your fault, Chris. I think it's taken care of. This is the way we're going to. No, just play the damn thing. This is how we're going to exist with no quality music. Other, I I mean, we got Dill, but thank God we have Dill. Thank God we have Dill. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any music. I think he's jumping off the bandwagon too. So, if kids are cooking chicken with (laughs) knife. They deserve whatever happens to them. Can I sing NyQuil Blues? Is that all right? Aren't yeah. you tempted just to give it a little try? <laughs> no. I, I'd have a bite. I don't even like NyQuil, much less chicken boiled. Because I'm thinking this could be a great stand at the state fair next year. NyQuil oh, chicken. <laughs> On a bleeping stick, you loser. With Step spam right up. residue as a topping. Oh, 20 yeah, bucks a piece, Hooplehead. Get your cash out. Throw it on a sandwich and on the bread, throw some of that spam. Uh, spam jelly. Spam jelly. John, you butter said, and spam when, jelly John, sandwiches. when you were in a band, did you do the NyQuil blues? We did, yes, nearly 80s. And that yeah. really got the crowd excited? It was, yeah, people the would bras dance. bras start flying up on stage Well, I don't think the we underpants. go quite that far. <laughs> Not quite that far. You know, I hate to do this to him, but Sanibel Jim, and this hasn't been done yet to my knowledge. He's got a million dollar idea that I can't stop thinking about. Hold on, I'll pull up Google. Uh-oh. He's got a hell of an idea. Okay. Uh, an electric car today would take us about six days to reach Florida. He believes that what the auto dealers should do, the manufacturers, is create little trailers that contain a generator that look exactly like the car. Same paint scheme, same aerodynamics. And so you're towing with you in your electric car, your own generator, which of course would run on gasoline. You don't see the wisdom in that? Aren't those already available? No, I don't. You don't? Oh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I really do. Don't you have to have... And you have it done aerodynamically and, uh, and the trailers would match the vehicle's design and then you just pull over plug it in, bing, bang, boom, you're on the road again. I've got an idea. 
why don't you buy a vehicle that's powered by gasoline and just do it straight through? Get there in a day and well, a half. Well, that, that's my first option, of course. I, I'm just saying, he's as the world begins its collective belief. According to electricvehicles.bhcydro.com, you need to turn off your electric vehicle in order to start a charge. After you've started the charge, you may be able to turn power back on to run the heat or the radio, but power steering and the ability to move the vehicle will be disabled until you've stopped charging. The mining for the batteries alone will destroy this planet more so than any other form of energy excavation you can find. The searching for battery materials will destroy this planet. That's why I wish I had it. Uh, it was an op-ed either yesterday or a couple of days ago, a guy from uh, an editor from the LA Times. I saw it, yeah. Wrote an editorial about how, and he buys, he has an electric vehicle, but he doesn't think it's enough and he thinks it's a waste of time. We actually need to change the way I, the way we live. Right. And public transportation is the key to everything. Yeah. And then Imagine. side, and then side uh, next to it was an article from a local attorney who thinks we all should go electric. Yeah. Well, yeah. these people aren't thinking and they don't know what they're talking about. No. They don't know what's in store for them. I do not want to hear that woman. Chris, I will come down there. <laughs> Seriously, do not play that. Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlott Park. It, Chris. No. John? In Mpumalanga, <laughs> Seriously. South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day in 1895. The last official day of summer. Yep. Well, Elmer A. Benson was born in Appleton. He served as governor from 1937 to 1939 representing the Farmer Labor Party. Under his watch, the state's first workers' compensation law would be passed. His sympathy for communist principles would lead to distrust among members of his party, but he would retain control of the Farmer Labor Party until 1944 when it merged with the Democratic Party. Increasingly radical, Benson would become a marginal figure in politics and return to the farm in Appleton until his death on March 13th, 1985. So he lived a long life. He was 90. On this day in 1968, what happened in baseball? And it happened here locally. 1968 at mm, Met Stadium. At Met no, Stadium. No, no oh, hitter. Oh, 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 no. It no. was a no hitter. Uh, played all nine positions. Caesar Tobar. Thank you. Caesar Tobar. I thought we covered that already. Didn't we have some celebration of Caesar earlier this year well, at the ballpark? He went into the Twins Hall of Fame this year. Oh, okay. About, what, two, three weeks ago? And we talked about it then. Yeah. At two, Brutus. So on September 22nd, 1968, I presume it was at a home game. Yes, because it was a yes. gimmick, right? Because yeah. they were terrible. Yeah. Played all nine positions during a twin. Well, I don't know if they were terrible. In 69 and 70, they won. They were in the divisional playoffs against the East. I thought Royce said that that was a gimmick how's to get that, crowds. How does that work with the rules, though? Once you're pulled, you're not able to go back into the game, are you? No, you're just alternating positions each you inning. Just, it, it oh, pulled. so it's like volleyball. Yep. Everybody just rotates. Yep. Switch positions. I got you. 79 and 83, they finished that season. Oh. Finished seventh in the American League. So, yeah, they were. Uh, but in Qu 69 and 70, I believe they won the division and played in the playoffs one year Twins. against Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Was it both years they played Baltimore? Uh, they did not get to the World Series. Right. Yeah. 
Correct. You know, uh, Adam yeah. Klein tried that same feat for the Fairbowl Lakers a couple of summers ago. John, were you going to play a song? For wait me? a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Before John Why plays us out. Why does John have a guitar out? Wait, before he plays us out, wipe that furrowed brow off your balding forehead. Wipe it oh. off. Thank you. 21st-er question. Mm-hmm. Does winter start this afternoon? Winter oh, started right. about June 22nd, and we've had a glorious autumn. So wait a minute. Oh, no, wait. Oh, wow. So winter starts. We're in about spring right now. Wait, no. No, spring starts right. in December. Isn't well, 21st? Well, we've assigned, That's when spring starts. We assign November and December to winter. They, they get to be called winter. And once December 21st hits. That's wow. spring. So fall doesn't even figure in. Fall begin. Fall you've been enjoying all these months. Since, oh, since okay. the no, the, yeah, no, since no. June. It's since been June, unholy it's been hot. No, it, it can't be ninety degrees. Oh, no, that's in the fall. fall. That's fall. And summer was, you know, March, April, May. Are you still on the non-alcoholic beer? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Play us out, my friend. Well, I'm just gonna, you know, are you new? Give me a bottle of Nyquil. Nyquil blues. Oh, okay. That sleep my body needs. Give me a bottle of Nyquil. Sleep my body needs. Joe's right. That song's terrible. An analgesic decongestant with an antihistamine. There's nothing unique about that song. I love NyQuil. Oh, my God. Hey, my friend Howard Clary's just saying, uh, he's yelling, he's a- he's angry at me. He Uh-oh. says, quit telling us that the leaves come to us. We want to go on a road trip, we will. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow. Gee, well, if it's a day trip, if it's just one day, though, Howard, we're going to have to talk about the Stop road trip. Stop being so thing. curmudgingly, curmudging, curmudgingly. Throw the CP into the most recent Schmelz acquisition and go take in some color. Quit badgering us about our proclivities to seek beauty. Gee whiz. I... You know where the best way place, the best place in the entire state to see the colors? Ford Bridge. Or Lake Street Bridge. That's, you're not far or, off. You or get Franklin that whole Bridge. River Valley to look at. Yeah. Yep. It's a hallway. That's of right. God's yeah. beauty. Gonna, huh. Are we well, done? Is that gonna do it for today? Yeah, what, what the hell? All right. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> guest. Uh, I really like that guy. Dennis Donegan. Uh, Reavers, did you book him? Was that your legwork? No, oh, Such did. Such did. Ah, that's why it was good. Why do I even bother to ask you guys to do anything? You're right. Why do you? I don't know. Why do you? GLers, if you could subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. And oh, by the way, the mayor just penned something for the Garage Logic newsletter. Well, I'm, I'm noodling with it. It's experimental. Oh, you haven't sent it out yet. It did. I sent it to Ross. Okay. Very Let good. me tell you something. Uh, yes, sir. Once you see an area without trees, you can't unsee it. <laughs> the horror. The you horror. Can't unsee it. Oh, the horror. Ah. Oh. Right on. There's so much to write about. I don't know what to write. <laughs> Tree inequity. Yeah, but it's all in the. I don't. It's in the Minneapolis paper. True.
Oh, that's right. I did not edit that. Are we still on TV? Sure are. On the TV? Are we on the television? The telly. The telly. Are we on the telly? There's a hole in the sky where the tree wants to Somebody's making money. She was a punk rocker. That's what John Hyde told us. I don't remember that. Hey, hey, story. get uh get uh Lanny Gardner okay. doing dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And just tell me if she isn't the cutest kid you've ever seen. No, I, I agree with you completely. She's just so cute. She's not pretty, she's not sexy, she's not just watch her. She's drinking the ocean spray. Takes a little too. ocean spray. Watch yeah. her movements though. Watch her face. She's just cute. Hold up a finger. Wait a minute, I gotta have a little drink. Now here you go again. You say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep it down? It's only right that you should play the way you feel. You know why she's drinking the cranberry juice? Because of the skateboarding uh, guy. Yeah. This is driving me back to listen to some Fleetwood Mac stuff. This is a great tune. <laughs> is this Laney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she should have been in that band. Oh, she's 19. 22. Same thing. I suppose they were a lousy group, huh, John? Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. No, they were a great group. But, okay. you know, here, watch, watch this now. What? They were great, though, before they let Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks join. Oh, you you uh, tout Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, I was just trying to get on your nerves there, well, Joe. You, I, I, you loved, I loved Fleetwood Mac from 1969 when I first heard them. How about Bear Trees? Oh, Bear Trees is great. Wasn't that a great tune? That's Peter Green. What about O.L.? You know O.L., right? Uh, Don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. That's right. That's 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 Christine McVie in the original version. That's Fleetwood Mac? Yes. No, it's Fleetwood Mac, Kenny, yes. And no, Christine McVie was not in there. Well, Mick Fleetwood was. Mick Fleetwood and John McVie were. And John McVie, yeah. That's why it's Fleetwood Mac. That was just one big road show orgy, wasn't it? With that band, they were just all banging each other. They had a lot of cocaine and uh, all kinds of fun. Don't uh, I was? What was I? Oh, uh, Peter Frampton's uh, biography. He said, you know, he thought their autobiography. He thought, well, these stories are great and everything. He said, but then he went on tour with them. Mm -hmm. He said he'd walk backstage and be a large pile of cocaine. Mm -hmm. And he he said, you you want you you want to come help us, Peter? And he'd say, I. Even he couldn't handle that. He said, no, I, I got to go. Yeah. And he'd walk out the back. So it wasn't uh, wasn't stories made up, I don't think. I've always hated cocaine and the people that have used it. <laughs> God, there's nothing more irritating than some coked out asshole looking to score at four in the morning. God. It's the old Robin Williams line. But, uh, it, boy, it enhances everything about you. <laughs> yeah, but what if I'm an asshole? <laughs> yeah. He had a habit, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yes, badly. Yeah. 
I watched his documentary about a week or so ago. Come inside my mind or something like that. I don't know. You want to do the thing here? I don't want to listen to the song. Fleetwood Mac's overrated. How many uh, girls were named Rihanna in the 1970s? I bet many. Probably. I know somebody that named their daughter Brianna because they didn't realize it was Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's actually Rihanna, not Rihanna. Why did they fire Buckingham? <laughs> Jesus, John. John. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Why did they a fire couple, Buckingham? A couple of years ago, you yeah, mean? Yeah. yeah. From what I read, it was kind of a mutual thing. He wanted to, he wanted to take a little more control, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have and a solo album that I really loved? He has many. He had a great solo album, yeah. Yeah. What's the one I was touting, uh, John? Yeah, we were talking about it. We played it acoustically. What's that song? Um, I think I'm in trouble. Trouble, yeah. Yeah, Trouble's a great song. That's not the album I'm thinking of, though. I'm thinking of the one with Soul Drifter, which I can't remember the name of the album. Um, But yeah, apparently he wanted to have more control over the band at that point. Whose solo work is better? Glenn Fry or Buckingham? Buckingham. I love both, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like Fry's stuff. Uh, Fry's parts stuff. of the Twin Cities face a serious tree inequity problem. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Huh? I'm doing the thing oh, here. I was. We need to do something about Smugglers, these trees. Uh, harumph, harumph. I was Smugglers Blues by Fry is a great song. Although there's nothing unique about it. It's a great song. It's all right. Does it start with I woke up this morning? It does not. You know what the world's shortest blues song is? I didn't wake up this morning. Bingo. Very good. Okay, (laughs) now I'm ready. Uh, The Twin Cities Metro has a terrible tree inequity problem. Tree inequity. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Comma. Oh, oh! Why am I just seeing this now? Uh, Propaganda page. Yeah. Migrant Sue Governor DeSantis. Right. They'll probably get a lot of money. Guest Dennis Dunnigan, D-U-N-N-I-G-A-N. D-U-N-N-E-G-I-N. D-U-N-N-I-G-A-N. Dunnigan. Comma. Yep. Thrice a candidate for Ramsey County Commissioner, comma. For Ramsey County Commissioner, comma. Explores the reasons why people don't show up for public meetings. Boy, I'm having a typing issue today. I, I can't huh. type. I'm getting worse by the day. Every now and then I have a day where I can't type, but I'm even good with the numbers. All right, Johnny Height. Pardon? I'm sorry. Oh, I was listening to a song. I heard my name. Sorry. Uh, Don't Cook Your Chicken (laughs) in NyQuil. Capital N. Y. Give me a bottle of NyQuil. Capital Q. U-I-L, NyQuil, one word, capital N and a capital Q in NyQuil. Don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. And go listen to NyQuil Blues by Alvin Crow. It's an ordinary (laughs) song. 
uh, an ordinary nothing song. Just a mistake to even pretend Don't that it's anything. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. The earth Joe, was uneven. Joe, Joe. Yes. No, oh, this Got idiot. you, didn't I, John? You didn't, actually. Did I, I tell you, by the way? Uh, you know what I learned about my great-grandfather who I never met right before my what? grandma died? He worked. He owned the hatchery. You told us. Oh, did I tell you that? You told us that? Did you read this Many Shades of Autumn editorial? This guy's a God. He's got to live in this city. What a moron! He saw some geese flying south. He thought they were migrating in August. You know, geese can fly south, and then they can take a a, a right and fly west. Uh, unless they run into a building, then they can turn and go back north. Remember yeah. the story of the birds frying because of the uh, the solar panels? Was that in Arizona? Are we still on? Yep. Mm-hmm. When can we be off? <laughs> <laughs> wait so fleetwood mac's not a thing anymore is that what you said i didn't say that oh johnny said that they fired buckingham well that's been well they went on tour after that with uh mike Mike, campbell mike campbell Oh, Campbell's a monster guitar player. You say that about everybody. You trot out the monster monster. thing. Enough with the monster. You know who is a monster? Ed Van Halen. Adrian Ballou. You know know what? Douchebag I'd I'd never heard of. I'd rather hear Mike Campbell than both of them. Sorry. That's just me. I like monster. You're just being. What show was this? 928. Garage Logic. What is this? Oh, you know what? I'd rather hear the solo in American Girl, actually, than his solo by Adrian Ballou. He's really busy, isn't he? He's... Who, Ballou? He reminds me of, uh, I don't know. Like, oh, he's everything. Did Dylan move Eric back here yet? Johnson. One he's of those, Ingve uh, Malmsteen, one of those guys that thinks no, he's fast. No, Adrian Ballou? No, he's a like a artsy-fartsy kind of guitarist. He's not a metal guy. Not at all. No, I was talking about busyness on the fretboard. No, he's he's not. Oh, no. Oh. Everything you say is wrong. Everything I say is right. Player. My taste in music player. is the only one that matters. But I, as I recall, some rat bastard on the other end of this was giving me static about Mike Campbell, so I'm going to throw the blame on him. <laughs> and if you don't know Mike Campbell, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> then you know nothing about rock guitar. Right? Well, you know what? They <laughs> wow. didn't last long with Mike Campbell. You don't know neither of the Heartbreakers. <laughs> no, my point is that I'm not ripping Campbell. I'm just saying that was a short-lived. Union Campbell there. was Campbell was hired as a hired gun because I remember, understand he, had, he started his own band and I didn't wanted know to that. get back. To, I didn't know. That. Yeah, they've had why, two albums out. Really why good, is actually. the Star Tribune so afraid of saying that homeless people have been lighting the Stevens House on fire in Minnehaha Park? Why are they so know. afraid of that? Because they're just not much of an institution anymore. Twice now this building has burned. Is he really not trying to be funny? <laughs> Is he related to Glenn Campbell? No. 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 He was Petty's guitar Campbell's player since name. Ni- 1970, Thanks, Chris. He was playing with Tom Petty. Oh. When when it was Mud Crutch. So uh, he was which is a terrible name. Great band though. Especially that they made two albums getting back together. 
What does it mean? What does oh. mud crutch mean? No. I don't know. Oh. I'm looking kind of, at, I'm it's the same as uh, biscuit whiskers, only a different <laughs> different area. Biscuit whiskers. Is, is it really? Different, you know, dirt road type biscuit area. Whiskers? Oh, man, let me find it. <laughs> Too bad Rookie wasn't here today. MSP ranks number one for flyer satisfaction. Yeah, I know. That's a big story. Are you with us tomorrow, John? No. Why Damn not? It. It's Why? Friday. So what? I, I, I only work three it. days a week. Well, I authorize I'm, you. I'm put here. in for it. Put in I'm, for I'm it. Not even, I'm not even in town tomorrow. So oh, you're where, coming in. Where are you going? Where are you going, John? I, we're not sure yet. What do you mean, we're we? Think, we're thinking about my wife and I. Oh, you're going Christ. on a leaf tour, Take a you? little trip together? Going up north Possibly. to look at the leaves. Gonna go leaf peeping. You going to hold hands, Johnny boy? <laughs> Maybe. Do that thing where you interlink arms when you drink champagne? I don't drink champagne. Or is Dylan home yet? Alcohol oh, that's is, right. Is Dylan home yet? Like he, to visit or? No. Did he move back? Is this difficult, John? Yeah, did he's he move back from Los purpose. Angeles? <laughs> He's Why would he this move back? Purpose. I thought he well, was. I thought that was in the plan. You told us two I weeks did ago. Not. I said I think that's what he will do eventually. That's all I said. Is he staying with music right now? No. He well, he's making less. a big mistake. I think well, that you're going to get up. everything in life is hard. We're at the point of See, the show if, now. If he if he doesn't want to make music and he makes music, it's going to turn out like the stuff you like, Josie, and that would be bad. Oh, geez. See what wow. I did there? It's amazing. It's just amazing. You know what's happening here? This off-air portion we're doing, yeah. You're going to get more complaints via email than you do for the on-air stuff. Why right? me? No, not you, John. Oh, John, because yeah. of his musical yeah. taste. I haven't gotten any being complaints. So, well, what, I get, what's the word? Now, obstinate. Yeah, he's, he's being, being and he's being a contrarian. Yeah, people, yeah, he's people being now obstinate send me things telling me how much they agree with you me. Know, and he's and how you guys are fascists, being mean. So. You are, John. He's being mean. Joe being and I mean. make peace, and you swoop in and just beat up on both of us. Yeah. You know that yeah. comment I just made about Joe and Can't music? Can't we all just you, get along? You John? made five worse comments, Can Kenny, to Joe compromise? about music in the last two days. <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> Did uh, This is fun. The Amboy Dukes feature, uh, <laughs> who's the hunter and shooter? He shoots Ted stuff. Nugent. Ted. Was he in the Amboy Dukes? Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was the lead guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how, uh, this is a fun trivia fact I like trotting out. Um, you know how Ted talks about how he never does drugs, doesn't smoke weed, doesn't right. do any of that? Yeah. Uh, one of those Amboy, Amboy Duke albums has it's covered with pot pipes. Yeah. The cover is all, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nothing but pot pipes. Shots of pot yep. pipes. Yep. Yeah. He insists. Come with Ted, me. I played Ted blackjack. I played blackjack with him in uh, Reno. Yeah, Great sure guy. No, I, I was. It was like two in the morning. Ted, uh, uh, I, I was ripped. Was um, he? No, no, he was sober and he was really nice. Really a great guy. Oh, maybe that tells you something. <laughs> that he's a well, nice guy. <laughs> I don't know what it's telling. You. Maybe it tells you something. What am I Yates, hearing, Chris? Yatesy and I interviewed I him. Something? We had him oh, in studio, I'm, and I'm he was he was awesome Josh. then too. You can probably hear it through my headphones. Come with us and find. It's a journey to the center of the earth. Is that no, their song? The center, center of, of my mind. mind. Come along if you can. Yeah, it's great to lead. Guitar it's a great it solo. Yeah. That solo is great. Yeah, last good solo he played. Hey, stop picking on Ted. The Wilder in camp already today. Are they really? 
Holy God, they're Lord. playing on Sunday. Vanita Sakar, who I love dearly, is a kind, very kind woman. Nice she, gal. She is. She's awesome. She she had, uh, who's the GM of the Wild? Uh, Billy Gear. 